What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this lady here, she's working with King Jammies. She's put out some great music so far, and she's also graced the cover of Rhythm Magazine in 2019. You know we have in the building today? We have Aza Lineage in the building today. What's going on, my sister? Check one, three. Big up yourself, Muscle. Each other made me smile, and I give thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am good, you know. Happy to be here, you know. Give thanks. That a great muscle day stuff. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, on the Entertainment Report podcast, we like to go right from the beginning and then bring it right up to 2022. So my first question for you is this. Where did you grow up in Jamaica and what type of child were you? All right. Um, I was a child of teenage parents, you know, but luckily... I had my grandmother around, so it's my grandmother who really grew me, you know, bigger mother and father same way. Um, I grew up in the Kingston Seven community, Hermitage to be exact, Hermitage, Augusto. Um, grew up with an extended family with my grandmother being the head of the household. She was a police officer, she was also very religious, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, in my yard was also a stone system, you know, called serious goal. So from that time, they, they did kind of get the exposure towards the culture, you know. Growing up as a child, with the childish things, we gel with friend them and thing, you know. I was them little artists at the time, them little entertainer, you know, we sing from friend them and thing. And with the childish things, you know, childhood was, was good. <laughs> at that time there, I get that 100%. So you're saying, so then now, growing up, what did you think you were going to get into? Did you think music was going to be your thing or what did you want to be when you grew up? I, to be honest, when I was going to high school and thing, you know, as soon as I entered high school, my ambition was to become a psychologist because human behavior always fascinated me, you know. So that is what I had my mindset on at the time. It wasn't music. Mm-hmm. So then when did music start to enter your life? Because as you said, you were their little artists and stuff around the song. When did you start to actually notice music? Um, to be honest, I realized the talent from our stick. Because from then time, they didn't use to text it and say, yo, you have to sing something for me. Or, you know, that are my little friend, they must say, yo, sing for me, sing for me. And I sing for me. You know, so I realized the talent from then. During primary school, you know, I was a part of the choir. During high school, I did the choir for one year. And then after leaving high school, I went to work, you know. And it so happened that work was an entertainment coordinator. I used to work in the industry. Singing, dancing, acting, you know, entertaining. So I did that for about two years and things. So after I came back to Kingston, because because of that, I had to leave Kingston. So after I came back from Kingston, my brethren then now, they know the talent, we're living at the same community, we grew up together, you know. Me, I said to myself, say, all right, me, I'm going to follow this music. I don't know why, you know. And it so happened that me and them broke up at the same place. So to me, that was a confirmation, you know. And they might tell me the same thing with me, they think will make me reach this in the first place, you know. So mm-hmm. from there, so that was about 2015, 2015, you know, from there onwards, I've been pursuing the dream, the passion, you know. From there. And what came first, starting to pursue music or Rastafari? Um, I think going through my changes, you know, growing up, you get a little older, you gain a little bit more perspective. The insight of Rastafari came before the music. And of course, I always knew that I had the talent. 
You know, so it's not like me saying, I'm going to run out with that. I wanted a change personally within myself. And Rastafari was a catalyst, you know. And what was it about Rastafari where you said, okay, this is what works for me. This is where you felt comfortable in Rastafari. The naturality of the people, you know, the naturality of the people, the way of life, you know, it's something to aspire and become, you know, and keep ascending and aspiring and becoming, you know, so just the warmness of the people, the, the knowledge of who we are is laced in the music, you know, and the prayers and the chants. So that did kind of get me, you know, like really right with me really start pay attention to it, it resonated with me as true. All right. And how does that affect your music and your delivery style of music, say, in Rastafari? Affect? I mean, it gives you a sense of confidence. You know, say so many greats have done it before and bring it out into the world, you know. But at the same time, I know that I have to stamp as on it the same way. You know, so it's a continuation, you know, so it's, it's a topic that we sing about, but it's not the, it's not, I, I go through other things, you know, I have other experiences and things that we have realized it's a holistic thing. It's not just one part of the thing. And really and truly the, really and truly the faith is for my personal growth and development. I don't necessarily have to put that over in other music. At the same time, you know, it always have a big, good, clean music. Got you 100%. And your name now, how did you get your name? Azza. Uh. <laughs> All right, so my mother called me Anna, and that's the name given to me by my mother. You know, and I did my research, and I found out that it was a Spanish name, you know. And I identify as an African, a black girl. So I wanted something, doing music now, being inspired by all of the greats, by the culture, by the faith. You know, I wanted something that would reflect um, my who I am. You know, so I went in search, just jokingly went in search. I went on the internet and searched names. I don't remember what I typed in, but as I came up. Mm -hmm. And I was intrigued because it's three letters like my name, you know, A is the start. And the beginning is just like one letter different. I researched it and I realized it's a Swahili word that means colorful. Oh. I said, wow. wow. And then the lineage come from me being a part of the, the lineage family. It's like a Wu-Tang Clan kind of vibe. We link up together, but we do things separately. You know them way really? But if needs be, we are going to do it together same way. In terms of music, if you know what I mean. For sure. I know you've been inspired by people like Dennis Brown, Bounty Killer, Beanie Man, and the Fugees. Tell me what was so inspiring about Dennis Brown himself, Bounty, Beanie, and the Fugees. Because these are, Bounty, Beanie, I, those are two similar artists. But Dennis Brown is over here, Bounty, Beanie is here, and Fugees are over here. What was so inspiring about those four, four sets? All right, Dennis Brown, his vocal ability, the warmness in nine points, you know. All of we grew up listening to Dennis Brown, whether by choice or you walk on the street and you hear it. But just the deepness and the warmness in our voice and his delivery. And that made me love him. You know, and going and being on the trend, we start search deep and deep and find more of his music and more of his interview and just fell in love, you know. So he round big up yourself every time. And of course, condolences to the family. Um, Bouty Beanie, growing up in the 90s, you know. There's a sound system in the yard, bashment one and Ray, Ray, Ray. 
you know, the Monday was the at man them time. They, you know, if it's a bounty, you have a ear bean. If it's a bean, you have a bounty. They influence the culture so much, you know. So, them undeniable, you know. And in terms of the Fuji's, at that time, cable was just becoming a thing in a, the inner city, you know. It's coming from satellite, so we have cable now. So we used to watch a lot of BT and MTV, you know, and from the city Fuji's, we clicked with them, you know. That was your vibe there. So you said, okay, you you went you went away for work and then you came back 2015 and started to to get into music. So what were your first moves to get into the music business when you came back now? Um, I started following the music and I started following the sessions. I started following the items, you know. If I know that there is going to be an artist here, I will show up, you know, out of the love of it, you know. Yeah, and then, as I said, I linked with my virgin. They have a little bit more experience than me, you know, so. And a very early step that we had taken was the link in job. You know, he might say, yo, you know, say, a king with a go link, you know, you know. And crazy enough, it worked out, you know. <laughs> what was it now meeting, like, somebody in the business's biggest King Jammies, what was that like? And how did you even link with, with him in the first place? Cause yeah, your bridging them said, okay, let's go check him. But I know at one time it was always hard to get into jammies and you know them already. They see a million artists and stuff. Like. So what was that like linking with jammies and actually getting a response from him? All right. To be honest, it was bridging smiles and said, um, make a go link in jammy, you know, and he got a number for him. And he called him, but when he called him, he said, King said, he's not taking the artist right now, you know, as in full. Don't be no wife said to him to persuade him. And he said, All right, make her come link me. And we went and linked him the next day. Still had to audition outside, <laughs> outside before we enter the gate, you know, and we sing sound system theme and thing. And I said, Yo, you're bad enough. At that time, I knew who he was, but we never knew what the belly I am worth. It was the connection that sent me into research. He said, oh, look up, you know. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was, I know, say, you know, a King Jammy that and was a holding experience. But it was at that time that I went and we realized the body of work that he did. It was a great experience. We ended up writing the song the same day, you know. <laughs> same day. So respect to King Jammy every time, you know. And as I said, it's a humbling feeling. I learn a lot from him, you know, and give a lot of advice. And in musical ability is just the author this world. For sure, because even a song like Sound System, all right, because I know you, you you say you recorded for King Jammies and you shot the visuals too. How did you even come up with a song like that? And what is it about Sound System culture that you love so much? Because you can see that that's definitely a part of what you do is Sound System culture. All right, I guess it was something that was embedded in her eye from the time where the soul system did in the yard and thing. But you know, as we said, coming back to Kingston, and you said the first, you asked the first move that I made towards, you know, taking a step in the music. It was following the events. So I went to Kingston Dog Club with my brethren there. And when I went there, the first thing was the underwire is the only good system is that sound. And it just licked me like an electric. And I said, yo, woman, never hear that yet. You know what I mean? I said, yo, that wicked. You know, Gabriel is a man, pick up yourself every time. He will play the tune and then he play the version. So when what, the sound wave they appear at the time, I don't remember, but he played the version and the version, they asked, yo, it come to me. That's the only story that you don't think, you know. 
And that stick with me for the night. And I'm going home the night and the following morning, finish writing the song. That was two years before we link up with King Jamie. You know, that was two years because we and King linking at 2016. That was two years before I link him. Yeah? And singing it and singing it and singing it. That's how my brain said, hey, King Jamie for well with that song. That's wild there. And then how did you guys even come up to do the visuals now? Because this is your first song you recorded and you have visuals for it too. That's not, that's not common. How did you guys even come up with the visuals now? Um, as I said, King did love the songs then, you know, being a sound system operator, originator himself, you know, for the culture, he loved the song and thing. And yeah, he decided to do a video. Big up to Johnny Wanda too, you know, because he, Initiated the video also. Big up yourself, Johnny. And Damien Gill for catching the films, you know. Where are your we films? I want a house with enough, enough, enough songs is thing going from me now, so. That's big there. So you're you're here doing your stuff. So then now after that came out, how did that do for your career now when this visuals and this song is out? Did people start to really take notice? What started to happen then from there? Um, to be honest, a lot of people start linking up, you know, especially the sound system operators from all over the place, you know, appreciating a sound way. It's like, uh, it's a big up for them for what them do there, for your occupation, for always sharing the music, but playing the music, you know, a toast to you, you know, so they appreciate it. And a lot of people link up from all over, you know, whatever people ever want it, talk to it, style and things, so. You know, we we'll give thanks for that song. That song, they had a belly of everything right now. It was a gift. So I, you know, it just, I feel like I'm something with those drops. So I say, here, that work. You will still have time to run. <laughs> because the crazy thing, because remember, you went into the venue and you just seen the only good system is a sound system on a wall. And that completely just changed how you seen things right away. And then you just came up with this song. That's that's amazing right there. Yeah, man. And to this day, I am still following the events. And I was like, which part of the song, they might play the Ricky Chum part of the song wave, the eight mile, my daddy, you know? So is that thing where even the song, it planted a seed in me. Even me, always I tell my brethren, say, you know, say, this sound system thing, I grew up on me. And me have a genuine love feat, you know, so that any which part it then be there. Yeah. I've seen, I seen you DJ, and the thing with it, when you DJ on sound, you're DJing on hardcore rhythms, Far East, and all of these type of rhythms here, so you really know the real belly of the sound system culture. That's what you're really interested in. To be honest, yes, the root, the foundation, the beginning, the column, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know, if, if, if everything is important, but your root is where everything starts, and me understand that, you know, so me try to apply that in a music, in a anything with me, if me a research, so me try to go to the root and thing, you know, so. Got that. So at this time, you have this song out, you're linking up with Jamie. Did you get management at this time here now or anything, or you're just making your way through the business? Ah, to be honest, you know, we just make it our way, you know. Um, as we said, Lineage is a group of people where, you know, creatively we do our thing, but we still link up. So it's myself and my bridging kind of, you know, just making our way. You know, we give thanks to all of the people that we come along because you have a lot of people who come and say, hey, sister, you need a strength here, so they can give it to you. You know, so give thanks. Good to go. After Sound System, what, what else, what was your next song that came out after that then? 
All right, but Jamie, the next time we came out after that was they don't know, you know. It's one of the rhythms that he had had long before me, you know, and had given me the opportunity to come say, you know, think on this heart and think you can do something, you know. So yeah, man, big up yourself, King. Working with Jamie's no, that's that's a that's a big deal there working with King Jamie's, especially in like a later part now, especially getting to him. A lot of people don't really get to Jamie's as a newer artist. Like that's so you're definitely in right company right now. You know what I mean? Sure. In the intro, I said that you would grace the um the cover of Rhythm Magazine. That was with you, Leela, and Savannah. And the title was the future the future is female. All right. How did that even come up to even grace a big magazine like Rhythm Magazine? At that time, everything was also, you know, it was like, wow, you know. The man for shouts, firstly, shouts for the reading magazine, Ellen and Pete, you know. Um, I had done a session with some veteran artists, and I think someone from reading magazine had filled it and put it out there, you know. It was of the same sound system song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they are constantly on the scene. They are a reading, they are a reggae magazine and thing. Uh, we get a link, you know. She expressed the interest of putting me on the, uh, the, the cover with Leela and Savannah, you know, which to me was, what? You know, so big up. It's a good thing, you know. It was kind of like Ellen saw the talent and she believed in it and she never itched, you know, right away, right away. She was like, yeah, man, we have to make this happen. So big up to Ellen and Pete, of course. I know we'll read the magazine Big. And I think that's the same year you performed on Summer Jam in Germany? Yeah, man. I It was with the same reading magazine. You know, they had the opening slot. So, you know, as Miss said, she believed in her eye. And I believe in her eye. So she said, come to the opening. And it was nice. You know, nice. What was that like now performing outside of Jamaica, especially a place where English is in your first language? How was that did they accept your vibe what was it like now performing on such a big stage like summer jam um to be honest you know they liked it because little by little as the time go by the crowd grew bigger and bigger you know mm-hmm. music is a like universal language and they love reggae music so of course you know them catch on to the vibe and they show me a lot of love you know to me you know sometimes you're the inner the moment before you go on you might be a little bit nervous but in the moment but you know so you have to a bag lady put on all them bags and it's time to sing, you know. So <laughs> it was a nice feeling, then really nice, yeah. And that was the first big place you went outside of Jamaica, then, yes. Mm-hmm. Have you been anywhere else to really perform like that since? That was in 2019, um, no, and then 2020, everything closed down. Mm-hmm. So it was like the crazy thing was that you did Summer Jam here in Germany. You did read, read a magazine. And this is 2019, right before the world just shuts down. You know what I mean? So you've seen everything going up and then it just stopped. So then what were you doing in the meantime after the world stopped? Did you slow down too? Did you continue to write? Did you continue to record? What did you start doing when the world shut down? Um, personally, I did slow down, you know, took some time for introspection, you know, in. finally we silent, no, I'm quiet and we can't, you know, one thing to do, I just go in. We continued to write, you know, um, 
for a year or so, I had a live that I did every Friday where I used to DJ and foundation dance or studio one rhythm. You know, that was my day. You know, so we did keep myself active and thing. You know, it was kind of disappointing because, you know, it's like you just feel like this thing going to take some wings now. And then it just clamped down. But as we say, you know, when, when do it close, will it not open? Definitely. And I know another song that you had put out probably right around that time there was um, No Winners of War, and you have yes. visuals for it too? Yes, I. How did you come up with that song, and how did that song do for you? Wow. Well, um, that song here, like, before we released it, I wrote it like a year and a half before, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I was in my, I was at home. As we say, I grew up in Augustown, you know, and sometimes it can be not so peaceful, you understand? To be honest. And um, yeah, the sister in the sender really, we made a link over the internet. She saw the vibe and she loved it. And we contacted each other and had similar vibes. So she decided to send me a rhythm. So she sent me the rhythm, you know, and fire blaze at them time there. And, you know, we're in the host and decided we have to listen to some rhythm. So I beat out the rhythm and the inspiration come to write it, you know. So. And the visuals was done maybe like a year after. <laughs> so we, re- we recorded it, released a year and a half after, and then the visual was done a year after. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you like to definitely take your time. Nothing is done like you came up with it today, you recorded it today, and put it out tomorrow. You're more take your time, put it together, and put it out properly. That seems what you like to do. That's true. Um, to be honest, you know, we'd like everything to be perfect and think but. Sometimes just have to go flow a thing. And sometimes that's just how it flows. And we try to work it same. We not try, we work it same. You know? mm-hmm. Somebody, when, when I look at your style, when I hear you sing, sing Jay and DJ, one person you remind me of is Queen Ifrika. Was going through your Instagram and I seen that you linked up with her and took pictures and stuff. What was it like linking up with Queen Ifrika? All right, that was epic, you know. <laughs> And she came in while I was performing at Bunny Miller's um, Earth Strong, Elevation, you know, shout out to the king. And um, she came in on the performance, and when I walked off stage, she said, Empress, yo, are we in here? I like your style. You know, and she was just so warm. It's like, you know, and then, yeah, she was very warm and receptive, you know, so Queen Big Up herself. She had one of the inspirations, too. No, for sure. You could definitely hear when, when you get into your fire zone, you could definitely see, okay, I, I could tell that you guys, that that's one of your inspirations or even though you're doing it in your style, I could definitely tell she was one of your inspirations coming along the way. Yes, I, and of course, Tanya Steven for the writing and writing skills after, and of course, Martha Griffiths for the vocal, and of course, Miss Bam Bam for the fire up on the sound system, you know, so, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Another one where I seen you, where I seen you appear the other day, I think this was probably earlier this year or late last year was Boombox Fridays, because you know, that's what everybody was watching. How did you get to Boombox Fridays? Wow. Um... We just decided for good on there. As we said, we are following the events from them time. They didn't know. So they wish about it, then we did it. You know, so me and my bridging them got it. And of course, if we got it, I might did it. The aim is because things are chewing. <laughs> you know, and we say it's not an easy stage to get fun because everybody, like so many young artists and so many great talent out there, we just come in more while in a bundle. You know, 
um, with the day, we did end up to do a 15 minute set. It end up never, um, it never work out the way they, you know. And general big up on the stage and open it with the, the boombox rhythm, I think. And if I can write this, come up. So we see the opportunity that time before we, you know. <laughs> Definitely. And that's a platform that you, a lot of people would see your work worldwide because everybody is, was, and is tuning to boombox on a Friday. Chocho, chocho, big up to Boomba. Yeah, definitely big one. I want to go through a couple of your, a couple more of your songs here. Another one, one of my songs here that, that you did was Hitmaker. And what I like with Hitmaker is where you're bigging up all the foundation, man, the minute still. How did you come up with Hitmaker? All right. So that's when I went into research. <laughs> so we link King Jammy now. Mm-hmm. And that's when we went into research. As I said, when I just knew him, you know, we know the hits, we know that this is King Jamie, but the belly I'm work, we never know. So I opened beating him, I went into research. Actually, right now, song for the sling thing with him, you know. So me, they, they, I say, yo, I write the song and I ask my virgin that I smiles. Wow, who they this, you know, wow, who they this. And even as being a selector, you know, say, so mom, the knowledge, I'd read him and the name and the artist and when they did sing it and whatever, I can't tell me how much pressure I did. You know, say, yo, man, you know. One of them, he passed it. John Wayne, Ray, Ray, Ray. That just put them in a my little style, you know. It's a tribute, it's a tribute to dancehall. That's what it is. You know, the foundation of dancehall. Big, big song there. And talking about sound system and selectors and stuff, one select I see really endorsing your work and giving you a real push is Ricky Trooper. How do you connect with Ricky Trooper? Wow, I want to tell you, say, this is how things work. The first day when we go meet King, I don't know if him remember, but him coming at the studio that day, day when I was recording the song. Mm-hmm. Then I say, King, you are who this? Who's the bomb? But look at you know, they must say, Your body, you know, that's why we're fighting. Don't go out in the baby, no, no, go out we're fighting, you know. <laughs> so from this, so you know, we kind of get at each other number and we did make a link thing, but you know, panic and we do some dog plate. And from ever since, Chupa always a show me love. Make up yourself, Chupa, you know? Always a show me love. Always a encourage. Yeah, man. No, definitely see that here. And we are talking about Germany earlier. You linked up with um, Warrior Sound, all right? And put out a song called Try. But this one here isn't your your hardcore foundation style. This is almost more like a R&B hip-hop. If we're going to go Fuji style now, because this is now you're going into your R&B hip-hop game. How did you come up with Try now for Warrior Wow, the the rhythm was so bouncy. It was different, you know, different from what we set with mind to. But we know said trees have roots and branches and they branch off more well, but it's still the same thing. So everything we put out, no matter the rhythm, it's have a clean, it's have a respectful, you know. But the rhythm was very different, you know. So it just draw that hip hop influence then. I mean, which I said was the Fuji's, the Ashanti, the all of that growing up in time when BT was popular and the thing, you know. I'm saying it up online is not the thing now, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> At that time there, I get that. And another one here, you linked up with um Panadub to do a song name again. This is now where you go back into your heavy dub, rubber dub style. How did you link up with uh, Panadub and come up with that song there? All right. So we and Panadub, Panadub link via the internet, you know, make the world a little smaller, yeah. you know. Always a bridge and we show appreciation for the, for the music and the words. And, you know, one day he approached me to say, I have a rhythm and thing. And 
we just decided to put some work together as I've never done something so deeply dubbed, you know, it caught me and me say, oh, different, you know. And me like, like, me no know, I guess it's just the muse where me love create, you know, it keep me interested. There's just like a little youth, if you get a toy now, you know, say three, four days after it's a new time, that you want again. <laughs> so we write one heap of song and thing, and sometimes that's how they make, you know, it's like, all of them is lasting, write them to last, and we listen them over and over and about is just to keep no other after or anything but it's just to keep being creative so so we link up with panada band there this is different so it's similar but a little bit different we never find nothing so hard for dobby 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 before you know so yeah, yeah. That, that was big there when when you hear you could hear the dubs and the echo and the reverb and everything i said okay i love this one here it's a heavy dub song you know what i mean Yes. Another another one here. Um, I think this is one of your newer songs right now called Una So Gold Seal. Oh um, yes, I all right. So we're sharing production on this one with Golden Steel and Lime, you know. Um the internet has made the place a smaller place, is a bridge in that we connect with musically for some time now and we've been exchanging musical ideas and whatnot, you know. So mm -hmm. He came with a steppers rhythm. I've never done a steppers before. <laughs> Some say, all right, maybe experiment with that too. You know, so we come up with our song. And as we said, the love for the sound system culture from them time they didn't know, you know. I guess that's why them think the others are coming. I'm going to really plan. They are going to write a love tune. I'm going to write a real. I'm going to write a real. We get another zone, you know, um, something. Sometimes things will just come, and sometimes the rhythm carries its own inspiration. You know? So, yeah, well. that's true. Do you have a favorite sound system or selector where you say, This is my song? This is my selector? Yeah, so go and get me that now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Remember, this is just opinion, and this is just what you like. That doesn't mean that nobody else right. is worth or whatever. Right, this is just what you like. My selector. A Ricky Chuba, that's my selector. No bias, no, no strings attached. I love him because of his passion for the music mm -hmm. and the realness where him have them when they not play with the thing. You see, when go on, sometimes him can't get away with it because guess what? Deep down in the soul, they know saying true to the thing. You know? So I'm my selector that him witty, him, him full life. Everything where, you know, stamp of approval for your top selector, him have it. And my sound system now is sound wave for the quality, bar none, you know. <laughs> sound wave, Father Joe, big up yourself every time. <laughs> yeah, one, sound wave for the sound, true form of selector. Got you, because I see you like to cut a lot of dubs and you do dub sessions and all that. When you get a chance now to cut dub plates, that's when you really get to fool around with your sound. Do you like cutting dubs? I love it, you know, it allows me to be creative and then me in myself, I don't want to give 10 sound man the same dub, you know, so I always go in and say, you know, say, I'm going to make it a little bit different for him, I'm going to make it a little bit different for him. So that even I sharpen up my own creative skin, you know, so I love the dub play. It allows me to go in a different character, it allows me to come up with different energy, I love it. Definitely big, big there. 
I know right now. That's part of the, we get it. That's part of the deal. That's how it works. You know what I mean? Where do you where do you find that most because again, you seem to be heavy on the internet. You know how to work with the internet. That's where you make a lot of your connections. Where do you find when you look at your where people are listening to your music, where do you find the most of your audiences right now that's paying attention to your music? Um when I look up, you can look up the stats on them social media thing, you know. Um, people listening from New York, a lot of people listening from Europe, you know, from Kingston, from Japan, you know, we get enough dub requests from Japan, mm-hmm. you know. So all over in Mexico, we, you know, people listening and thing. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we get a lot of response, but those are the places we come up more frequently. You see a lot of people listening in New York. Uh, you know, Kingston, you know, in Europe, you know, in Mexico and Japan, you know. Good to go there. I know right now you and King Jammies are actually working on a full body of work. How is that coming along and why do you guys decide, okay, you know what, let's record a full body of work? Um, Coming along nicely, you know, grinding slow, but grinding still, you know, careful and all about intention and creativity. Um, him telling me straight the day, he said, yo, he's not no one song man in I am for go give me an album. That was the thing with pleasure. And then the reading they went saying, oh, so pretty, you know, you feel him, you know, you so well, you know, the bass and the different riffs and the keys, everything. Do you, do you guys have a date or anything or is just something you're still working on, not really putting no dates out or anything for it? Um, we it coming together nicely, that's for sure, you know. But we don't really have a date, you know. King King has a more experienced, much more experienced person than I do in the business, you know. So we uh we then put our work, you know, in a respectful way, you know, as a student just did it, you know. Mm-hmm. What's next for Azar right now? What is it? Where do you want to see your career go? What direction do you want to take your career? Whether it's somewhere to go perform, somewhere. What's next for you right now? Um, in other hearts and minds are the people, and you know, you know. I mean, I, I personally feel that every creative can carve out a little niche for themselves, and you'll get your crowd, however big, however small, who love and appreciate what you do. You know, so. Um, taking it into a direction where we get real fans for the realness and music and the persona and the self, you know. And what's next? Shout out to shout out to Ratatam. We've been Ratatam this year, you know. So we big okay. expect Yeah, you know, so we're taking things on the road shortly. That's now you're back to Europe again. So it seems like that's where you're going to really get your real break from. It's from that European market because you did Summer Jam, which is a big, super big show out there. And then now Ratatam, that's a big stage, you know. Ah, butterflies. <laughs> butterflies. <laughs> Good butterflies. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean... Let us see, you know, they love it. They love the music and they appreciate it. And this is a result of all the work that was done before. And, you know, someone like Berlin Spear and Bob Marley and Marcia Griffith and the whole works, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Definitely. Listen, 
right now the floor is yours anything you want to big up anything you want to say right now the floor is yours 100 leave some contact info for social dubs and all those stuff there the floor is yours 100 before i get you out of here all right firstly you know big up yourself muscle for inviting me on your platform to express i create itself and get more people a little bit better way uh, supporting the music you know of course shout out to the lineage family smiley big up yourself every time as you say no big nothing. We just making our way, learning and growing each day. You know, so shout out to my team. Of course, shout out to King Jam the same way. <laughs> shout out to King Jam the same way, you know. And of course, all of the supporters of the music. Yeah, pulling for silent supporters. We're just there, they are listening and I soak up the vibe. Love the same way. You have somebody my very vocal, you know, we say, yo, we love this. I love you same way. So to reach out for like dubs and them thing there, you can link up 1-876-283-9422. Same, yeah, man. And of course, across all socials, it's A-C-A-L-I-N-E-A-G-E, as a lineage. Some people say as a lineage, you know, tomato, tomato, but it's as a lineage. Yeah. Same way. Big up time to Irish for make the link too, or you meet. Yeah, man. Father Tanta, big up yourself. See? Definitely, definitely. Aza, thank you so much for sitting down. Because, listen, your future is so bright right now. I can't wait to see you. You know what? Where I can't wait to see you? I can't wait to see you in Canada, Toronto, Canada. So we'll sit down again in my studio now and do this again. Because then we'll see the growth will be so much. You understand? I'll give thanks for the full courage, man. You know, pull up my ass. This is fueling yeah. to keep going. So give thanks. Give thanks. For sure. For sure. Again, as you said, big up Tanta Irie. He definitely made this yeah. happen. He, he called me one Original call. One <laughs> you know, one call. I said, yes, let's make it happen right away. I was so happy to actually give make it happen. Thanks. You understand? Give thanks. Give thanks. You know? Let me give you an outro and get you out of here because this conversation, epic, amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you too, Muscle. Check one tree from Eater Vites. You know, see me as a lineage representing originally for the one and only Muscle. Tune in to the podcast. Our else ever come last. Rasta only surrender to the sound system. Positive vibration. We are bring fast and now in the don't know system. Must be a musical vibe. Hey, tell you where I'm from. Kingston seven of a college slum. No people, them have no income, teaching light, no food when night. Hey, this is for the hit maker. Bustle in my hit maker. As a lineage, a hit maker. You the podcast, the hit after hit after hit. Line out. <laughs> lineage, thank you so much. You get it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another. Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. Line out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. <laughs>